Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Dr. Josh Axe with us. Dr. Axe is the founder of Ancient Nutrition and DrAxe.com. He is a certified doctor of natural medicine, doctor of chiropractic, and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy by empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. He's the best-selling author of Keto Diet, Eat Dirt, and Collagen Diet, and the author of the upcoming book, Ancient Remedies, releasing February 2nd. Dr. Axe founded the natural health website, Dr. Axe one of the top natural health websites in the world today. Its main topics include nutrition, natural remedies, fitness, uh, healthy remedies, home DIY solutions, and trending health news. Dr. Axe is also the co-founder of Ancient Nutrition, which provides protein powders, holistic supplements, vitamins, essential oils, and more to the modern world. Most recently, he launched his podcast, Dr. Axe Show, which features interviews with top health influencers such as Dr. Oz, The Skinny Confidential, Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. Will Cole, and many more. He's got an incredible fan base on Facebook, 2.5 million, and Instagram, 656,000, and shares his many health tips on these platforms with the goal of transforming lives using food as medicine. Welcome, Dr. Axe. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Lauren. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So give us a brief overview of the concept behind your new book, Ancient Remedies. Yeah, so really the idea is to treat the root cause of disease. You know, so many people today uh, are, you know, when they go to their doctors, they get prescribed a medication. Uh, but really never get better. And so, uh, you know, when I was growing up, my family knew nothing about natural health. We lived in sort of that medical model. And because of it, I had a lot of sick family members. My mom was very sick growing up. Mm-hmm. I had, a, you know, anytime we were sick, we got put on drugs. And even though we were into fitness, we knew nothing about nutrition. And so uh, that led me down a path to really study natural medicine with really seeing how ill my mom was growing up. And um, I started you know, doing research myself and reading up on nutrition and realizing food should be our greatest source of medicine. Mm-hmm. So in the book, what I do is I really go through the ancient forms of medicine. So I quote people like Hippocrates. I go through Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, biblical medicine, and I really go through how to treat the root cause of disease and using foods and herbs and spices and essential oils Mm -hmm. and our mindset, you know, and healing the way I really believe God believes we should focus on healing. Mm -hmm. And so I cover all of that in the book and a whole lot more. Also, there's 80 recipes I go through Mm -hmm. as well, a personalized plan. One of the things, Lauren, I think that's really unique is, is that, um, you know, and I, I'd question, I'd ask anybody if they've ever been in the situation where maybe you had a friend do a diet mm-hmm. and, um, and it worked great for them and you tried the same diet and it just did not work for you. And yeah, that's because absolutely. everybody is a unique individual. Right. And so, you know, in the book, you can take a quiz. It's called a five elements quiz. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a, first, it's a, it's a personalized nutrition quiz where you get to really discover which food and type of diet's right for you. And I lay out diets for your immune system, for your hormonal system, for your digestive system, for your brain, for your cardiovascular, mm-hmm. and a whole lot more. So we get into that in there. But again, the book really, I think, is for anybody who wants to learn a lot about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then also for anybody who wants to experience a breakthrough in healing the root cause of whatever health problem they have. Gotcha. Yeah. And I really like a lot of your recipes. I've tried a bunch of them so far. They're really good. 
So, uh, and then you also kind of, so you just brought up the five element theory. Can you explain what that is a little bit and how it might be used for diagnosis and nutritional treatment? Yeah, absolutely. So the five, five, five elements is essentially, if anybody has ever take a, taken a personality profile, like the Myers-Briggs test mm-hmm. or uh, Enneagram or DISC profile, it's really amazing how accurate they, these are in learning the way that we're wired. Well, the five elements was the first ever personality profile that's over 3,000 years old. Mm-hmm. And it really found, <laughs> it really looked at, um, you know, based on your personality and based on your makeup, sort of the way your body is built, which diet is best for you. And so the five elements in Chinese medicine, they're names of things in nature, but they also correlate to how our bodies are unique. So somebody could be a wood element like myself, and that means my body type looks more like a tree. I'm very wiry, I'm very lean. Um, and um, also I have like a thinner face, longer face, more, more just, you know, uh, a body part, uh, my body's wired like that versus somebody else might have round features, fuller features. That person would be stronger legs. That person's called an earth element. But it really makes a difference for what sort of foods are best for you. For instance, wood elements need to get a lot of green vegetables every single day. Not that everybody shouldn't get green, but it's really important for that person. And getting sour foods versus somebody else. Uh, an earth element needs a lot of orange foods, sweet potatoes, carrots, pumpkin, cinnamon. Those sort of foods are very good for them. Uh, and part of it is how you're emotionally wired. Mm-hmm. So how how do you deal with conflict? So when I come into conflict, I deal with it. I get frustrated if things don't get fixed fast enough. Mm-hmm. Where another person might worry about the situation. Someone else might be fearful. Someone else may be sort of depressed that it's happening. And another person might, uh, you know, might... Um, uh, you know, I have another emotion completely. So all that being said, it's a, it's a way of really understanding the way your unique body is made. Mm-hmm. And that actually then allows you to know which foods are best for you and which foods can act as your best form of medicine. Gotcha. Yeah. And so that's uh, the five element theory is part of traditional Chinese medicine, which you talk a lot about in your book. And uh, to me, when we, when I learned that in med school, it was a, it seemed like it was a complete holistic, but entirely different way of viewing the body compared to Western medicine. Would you concur with that? Is that how you see it? Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a very, very, very different way of looking at the body when we're talking about, um, yeah, traditional Chinese medicine. It's more. It is more holistic. It's you know one of the things. I'll give you an example of this. It, when we're looking at a condition like hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. in in Western medicine today, uh, a thyroid issue is caused by, hey, genetically, you were born with this, and now you have to take a medication. That's mm-hmm. that's Western mindset. Is it's just the thyroid. The thyroid's the root cause of it, right. or it's not even the root cause. It's just. Hey, it's coming from bad genetics and you were born with a bad thyroid because your mom or whatever. Well, Chinese medicine says, well, no, you know, your thyroid is sick because of the emotions you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so the emotion of fear really wears out the adrenal glands. The emotion of anxiety really affects the thyroid and the emotion of worry affects the digestive system. Mm -hmm. And so, and then they'll look at it and say, okay, which of these three organ systems, is it directly thyroid or is it these others? They're actually causing the problem. And more often than not in Chinese medicine, a digestive issue or adrenal gland issue actually is causing the thyroid problem. And so sometimes when you improve your digestion, 
certain organ systems get better. Your thyroid can get better. Sometimes it's your skin. Sometimes it's your brain. But Chinese medicine looks at how different organ systems impact each other mm -hmm. to help you get to the root cause. And then their prescription might be something like, okay, and if I'm combining this as I do with biblical medicine, it's, hey, you have a lot of fear in your life. Let's go and look at all the Bible verses that help you combat fear. Amen. And let's meditate on those. Let's pray on those daily. And then from a dietary standpoint, hey, what are the best foods to overcome fear and to nourish your adrenals? It's going to be blue and purple, <laughs> dark, nutrient-dense food. So it's blueberries. Mm -hmm. It's black rice. It's seaweed actually is very good. Wild-caught fish. Those are all in adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha. These are all very nourishing to the adrenals. Mm -hmm. And then what that's going to do is that's going to regenerate that organ, and that's going to help heal the thyroid. So it's really looking at how all these organ systems interact together right. and supporting people in healing in that way. Absolutely. And so you have an entire chapter that's on emotional suppression and how that can be an obstacle to cure for chronic illness. Can You, you kind of just did, but can you maybe expound a little bit on that? Yeah, so here's the thing to know, and listen, we all know this is true, and if, if you know, unfortunately there's not, uh, you know, medicine has not studied this enough. Now, there is, there are some studies about what I'm going to share with you, but there aren't enough studies, but either way, right. this is proven through biblical medicine. If you read, you know, books like Proverbs where it says, hey, you know, if you're, uh, you know, a, a, you know uh, somebody who poor in spirit can like dry up your bones, so yep. we know that different emotions affect different organ systems. So that being mm -hmm. said, the emotion of fear impacts the adrenals, right? Yes. We know that, hey, if you if you have a lot of fear, it puts your body in a fight or flight response mm -hmm. and your, your adrenal glands start pumping out adrenaline and cortisol. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, you know, so we know for a fact, fear, that emotion affects your adrenal glands and your reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. Or if a child gets really scared at night, they can wet the bed. Mm -hmm. So that sort of fear or a nightmare can actually stress out the bladder and kidneys causing someone what to bed. Think about this. If somebody gets really worried, they'll say, oh, I feel like my stomach is tight in knots mm -hmm. or someone will get a stomachache because worry, that emotion affects the upper digestive system. So the pancreas and the stomach, mm -hmm. an emotion like um, anxiety does what causes the blood pressure to increase, right? We know that emotion affects right. the body in that way mm -hmm. or anger affects the liver and impatience affects the liver, so affects your de de detoxification system. And here's another big one, your immune system, mm -hmm. which is your lungs and your colon. Right. That's most affected by uh, grief. Mm -hmm. And that emotion of grief in Chinese medicine, it means you've had something happen in the past to you. It could be uh, physical abuse, could be verbal abuse, emotional. Mm -hmm. It could be maybe you lost a loved one or went through a divorce or something bad happened in your life or unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. So you're living in the past with this pain and you have not moved forward. That emotion of things like unforgiveness or in living in the past, holding on to things that actually completely shuts down your immune system. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So anyways, we know a lot of people don't think about this. We think, oh, it's just genetic or I have a bad thought. No, your thyroid problem or your adrenal problem or your liver problem, it is due to an emotion you experience. That is the number one cause. And the secondary cause is your diet and lifestyle. And the third cause is genetic. It's actually far off. Mm -hmm. These other things are much bigger factors in determining your health. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely makes sense. And I see that all the time in practice for sure. Um, so you kind of talked about your immune system. So I'm going to dive into another question that you'd mentioned several times in the book, but there's certain nutrition and herbs that can be supportive in trying to treat or prevent viral illnesses, which is obviously relevant at the moment. Can you kind of brush over a couple of your, couple of your favorite antiviral approaches? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I think antiviral herbs and immune boosting herbs are really powerful. You know, today, you know, and I mentioned this organ system earlier, there's two systems you want to support for your immune system, your actual immune system Mm -hmm. and your digestive system. Remember this quote, your immune health starts, immune health starts with gut health. Absolutely. Okay. So, so, so really important. So, so what I would say is number one, directly for the immune system, the best thing to do is you need certain nutrients Mm -hmm. from the clinical studies that have been released in the past year. We're seeing, and we already knew this before, if you're practiced like you and I, Dr. Lauren, Mm -hmm. but it's, vitamin D and zinc. Mm-hmm. They are critical to your immune health. It's not to say others aren't important, but from what I'm seeing in patients I've worked with, vitamin D and zinc, vitamin D really works with uh, strengthening your own immune system. Mm-hmm. And then zinc is a mineral responsible for tissue repair, uh, including your own gut. And mm-hmm. it's also activates your immune system. So those two are important. And then vitamin C can be pretty important. So can vitamin A, even yep. selenium. But I would say overall, Vitamin D and zinc are the ones we should be most aware of, making sure we're getting those in our diet. And then probably the third would be vitamin C. Mm -hmm. And then after that, from an herbal standpoint, for long term to prevent getting sick, I really like astragalus. Astragalus was probably one of the top five herbs prescribed in TCM, Chinese Mm -hmm. medicine. And and you know what's kind of crazy, Dr. Lauren, is that there are certain herbs that a lot of people have heard of today, like turmeric or even ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. But here's all I'll tell you, and you know this, like 20 years ago, nobody knew what turmeric is. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. 20 years ago, nobody knew what turmeric was. I, I bet less than 10, I bet 10% of people here maybe, maybe knew or had heard of it much. And then 10 years ago, almost nobody knew what ashwagandha was. Mm. The reason I bring that up is I guarantee you in the future, we're all going to see this astragalus will be be one of those herbs that everybody is using (laughs) because those were probably the ones I mentioned, turmeric, ashwagandha, astragalus. Mm -hmm. Those were probably three of the top seven herbs prescribed in all of Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and even Middle Eastern medicine uh, in Israel. So all that being Mm. said, I think astragalus is great to people take for the long term through winter along with vitamin D and zinc. And then if you're feeling a cold coming on and you want to fight it, I really like elderberry. Mm -hmm. I really like echinacea. Mm -hmm. I would say those are probably my top two. And there's other great ones. There's oil of oregano. There's andrographis. There's some others. But I would say astragalus elderberry, echinacea. Those are some of my favorites. And then as a mushroom, there's a mushroom called turkey tail and another one called reishi. Reishi is a mushroom that's good for long-term immunity Mm -hmm. where turkey tail has antiviral properties Mm -hmm. uh, that actually can fight and kill off viruses. And then generally speaking as a diet, you want to consume light yellow food. So that color, light yellow, indicates it's an immune enhancing food. So think about chicken bone broth. When you're sick, no one says, go drink beef broth. No, it's chicken soup, right? Mm-hmm. Because chicken broth is activating of the immune system. So is garlic. That's all, also light yellow. Uh, so is uh, ginger. That's mm-hmm. light yellow. So these are the foods that are most going to enhance your immune system. But I would say diet-wise to support your body, you want to do a lot of cooked vegetables, not raw, lots of cooked vegetables for your immune system and for your gut along with a little bit of wild-caught meat and some fruit and maybe even some cooked rice for a long time. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the best foods for and, and supplements for immunity. Gotcha. Yeah. So you just kind of alluded to the doctrine of signatures. So for audience members that might not be familiar, can you explain a little bit what that is and where that concept originated from? 
So, so yeah, well, one of the things, um, and, and, I, and I apologize if I'm not going to answer this the way you want me to, but <laughs> l- 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 let me answer it. I, the, this, sure. um, are, are you referring to like, so essentially like supports like, or, or the shape of food? The shape that of foods. System? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I saw that the idea of certain colors of foods activate and support yeah, yeah, yeah. specific organs as being kind of tangential to that. Are those connected or are exactly. those separate? Yeah, exactly. So, so okay. yeah, I just want to make sure. So, sure. so there are three main things. So, mm-hmm. so what's so interesting, Lauren, and I love this, that there is a, and I'm going to be a little bit off track here, but I promise I'll bring it right back. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So nine years ago, mm-hmm. a study came out in a major medical journal and they said, we've had a medical breakthrough. We've discovered that when you combine turmeric with black pepper yeah, those compounds that. together, uh-huh. the, it, it increases absorption by 154%. Mm-hmm. And so the medical community was like, wow, we had this amazing breakthrough, bravo to us. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a recipe that's 3,000 years old and it's called turmeric golden milk. Uh-huh. That is a combination of turmeric, black pepper, ginger, another pepper, and ghee or coconut milk or a healthy fat there. Yep. So, so, so they knew this over 3000 years ago in TCM and Ayurveda that, that yes, that when you take certain herbs together, it enhances their benefits, but the medical community is like 3000 years behind, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, The reason I bring that up is, is that, you know, ancient practitioners knew, they knew this stuff because, uh, like what to eat or what foods are the best medicine for certain people based on three things. The shape of the food, mm-hmm. the color of the food, and the flavor of the food. Okay. And by that, they discovered over time by, by doing essentially millions of individual case studies over the past you know thousand years, what they were able to do is pinpoint which foods affect body in different ways. So first one, let's talk about shape. And I think this is so incredible that we have a creator who has made it this simple for us that he makes foods look like body parts so we know to eat those to support our own body parts. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So walnuts, Mm -hmm. they look like a head. You Mm -hmm. crack them open, it looks like you have a left and right hemisphere of your brain. In medical studies show, walnuts are loaded with choline, Mm -hmm. vitamin E, and omega-3 fatty acids, all of which help support memory and healing your brain. So that's an amazing one. Coconut. You know, a coconut is shaped like a head. It's full of medium chain fatty fatty acids on the inside, which support your brain as fuel and a liquid inside that supports your cerebral spinal fluid, which is around your head. Hmm. And so that's all right there in a coconut. You got beets. They look like blood. They're the number one food for boosting nitric oxide, which can help heal your heart, prevent a stroke and reverse heart disease. Mm -hmm. You've got, think about this one, celery. Mm -hmm. Hold, Hold up a stalk of celery to your forearm. Uh-huh. And it looks like your bones. Yeah. Uh, celery is the most alkaline of the vegetables, and it's high in vitamin K and calcium. And so it actually uh, helps alkalize your body to keep your body from losing bone density. So it's one of the top foods to build strong bones. Mm-hmm. Um, think about this. This is one's incredible. A tomato. Mm-hmm. It has four chambers in it. Your heart has four chambers. Mm-hmm. And it's red. It contains a compound called lycopene, which has been shown in probably over 50 medical studies to help heal your heart. Mm-hmm. A few others. We've got avocados. Those look like a uterus. They're high in potassium and magnesium, which help relax the uterus and balance hormones. Mm-hmm. You've got reishi mushroom and kidney beans. Why are they called kidney beans? Because they look like a kidney. <laughs> and reishi mushrooms look like your 
kidneys with your adrenal glands on top. So that's known as an adrenal tonic. Then you've got olives look like ovaries. They have really unique fats and polyphenols, which support reproductive health. And figs actually look like testes with little seeds inside that look like sperm, which was used in Roman culture to support uh, reproductive health in men specifically, but also great for women. And there's all kinds of other ones. You got onions, which actually look like your cell. Onions actually have a compound called quercetin, which is known to cleanse your cells mm-hmm. and support fighting allergies, all kinds of things. So anyways, there's a lot more I could keep going, but, sure. but, but I think everyone gets the idea, right? right? You know which foods to eat based on their appearance mm-hmm. or their shape. And then we have the color of the food. Mm-hmm. If foods are yellow, they support your immune system. Mm-hmm. If they're green, they boost your liver and gallbladder, so your detoxification system and lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foods that are orange support your upper digestive system, so pumpkin and carrots and butternut squash are all good for Sweet potatoes are all good for that. The foods that are dark blues and purples, like blueberries and goji berries, those are going to be really uh, healing to your reproductive organs and your uh, adrenal glands. And then we have foods that are uh, the color red, and the color red is going in red and brown for the most part uh, are going to activate your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. like beets or coffee and others are going to support that system. And then the flavor, mm-hmm. a sour uh, really affects detoxification. Bitter helps dry up candida in mm-hmm. your body. The flavor of umami, which is like what a raw cheese would taste like that flavor or miso soup, mm-hmm. that sort of umami flavor is really good for activating your immune system. Uh, so anyways, we could go more, but all that being said, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, God made it really kind of simple for us, but yeah, our medical system today has made it way too complicated. But if you know, one of the things I cover in my new book, ancient remedies is I go through no matter what condition you have, whether it's infertility or PCOS or, uh, inflammatory bowel disease or whatever it is, I go through the exact foods that are medicine for that, those specific conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. It's such a great concept for sure. Um, so you have a, an entire section in your book that also talks about CBD. So that's definitely a big you know, buzzword these days, big hot topics. What are the, some of the most common indications or symptoms for which CBD might be helpful? Sure. And let me say this too. I, I think that there are some misunderstandings about CBD and what it is. First mm-hmm. off, no, it comes from a hemp plant. Um, also known as the cannabis plant. And there are two compounds found in a cannabis plant. There's THC and there's CBD. Mm -hmm. THC is what causes the hallucinogenic effects. I am not recommending that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, I think if it's prescribed by a medical, and again, I'm not promoting it recreational in any way possible. Mm -hmm. I do think there's a time and place for that compound being prescribed by a medical professional. Mm -hmm. If somebody has debilitating pain, if it can be in replacement of an opioid drug or another painkiller, the reason being opioid drugs and some of these strong painkillers are much, much more toxic to the body. They shut down the liver, Mm -hmm. they damage the digestive tract, even the heart and brain Mm -hmm. versus that compound. If it's diagnosed for a medical professional for a short period of time for pain, can actually help lessen pain, but it is not good for long-term use. Actually, in Chinese medicine, it's known to completely drain your adrenal glands, Mm. which is part of where we get our motivation from. So it's really, really important. Mm. So talking about CBD, CBD is very, actually those compounds come from the flower of the hemp plant, the flowering part. 
And flowers like that have a very calming effect on the body. I would most compare it to something like chamomile mm-hmm. is probably, or hops. Those are the closest relatives mm-hmm. uh, to, um, to CBD. CBD is going to calm your sympathetic nerve system. So when you're in a fight or flight state, you're looking at blue light all the time, you're in a traffic, you just have stress going on. Mm-hmm. CBD is the most effective compound that I've seen to help getting your body out of a sympathetic state and relaxing your body. Mm-hmm. In terms of what to take it for, number one by far is sleep. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a better night's sleep, CBD probably works better than any others. A lot of the others leave you very drowsy. Mm-hmm. CBD just has a natural calming effect that allows you to sleep better, but also feeling wake, wake up, feeling recharged. Mm-hmm. So again, number one is sleep. Number two would be for inflammation. Mm-hmm. It's been shown to reduce chronic inflammation. Turmeric's probably one of the most powerful, but CBD is pretty close behind. And then I would say also, I mean, those are the two biggest things. Right. Outside of that, I think you know, sometimes if your digestive issue is stress related, but really it's stress, it's sleep, it's inflammation, Mm -hmm. those are going to be the biggest benefits. Sure. And any tips and tricks on dosing it? Yeah, I I tend to think most people need to start off with about 10 milligrams Mm -hmm. and work their way up to, I mean, a lot of times I do about 50 milligrams in the evening Mm -hmm. and that's why I tend to tolerate the best 40 to 50. Gotcha. All right. And so these days, is it pretty easy to find good sources or are there tricks on how to find a good source for it? Yeah. I mean, I think when you're buying a search for certified organic, I mean, just like anything, when you're buying plants, a lot of crops are highly sprayed. Coffee's highly sprayed. CBD's highly sprayed. Mm -hmm. So I would just really look for a reputable brand that is certified organic. Gotcha. Okay. So um, changing gears a little bit. So you also talked about how it's best to eat seasonally. Do you have any tricks on how to do that? Like how do people know when they go to the grocery store, what's in season and what's not? Yeah. So, I mean, you can simply download something online. If you look up foods in season or seasonal foods, there's actually mm-hmm. some pretty cool, uh, and just look under Google images, or if you're on DuckDuckGo, use images there, whatever search engine you use, mm-hmm. but there's some really good charts online. Now, in terms of what was done in Chinese medicine, they had two clocks. They had your seasonal clock and your body's circadian clock, mm-hmm. which is sort of like what you should do at different times of the day for health. But, um, your, your seasonal clock foods that are orange, correlate with the fall. So you should be eating like in the fall thing, what we should be eating. We should be eating pumpkin, sweet potatoes, butternut squash. Yeah. Like cinnamon, think pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. Like now don't do all the sugar, whatever. My wife has a pretty, (laughs) and I'm sure you do too, Dr. Lauren of a pumpkin pie where we use just a little bit of maple syrup and almond flour and organic eggs. So anyways, but that, that's a fall food. Oh, a, um, right after that fall food, you want to do a food for winter And that time of winter, you want to do foods that are yellow, like chicken bone broth, okay, like November, December. Mm -hmm. And then moving into January, foods that are blue, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, doing blue, dark purples, those sort of things. Um, And then moving into spring, once spring hits, you want to do a lot of green foods because that's when your liver is most active. You typically don't want to do cleanses as much in the fall. Mm -hmm. You want to do them in the spring, really March through May is the best time to start doing a cleanse. And in the summer, foods that are a little bit more warm and spicy, getting out and doing some, you know, delicious Mexican food or food where you're using more garlic and onions and those sort of foods are going to be great uh, there at that time of year. So, uh, but generally speaking, that's the ancient, uh, ancient medicine way of eating seasonally. And what is actually, you can tell based on some of the colors, but also you could go online and just search seasonal, um, 
uh, food calendar and you'll have a lot of uh, some really cool images pop up that you can follow. Okay, great. So, and you've also got a section on uh, essential oils in there. So uh, I'm just curious if you could explain a little bit on the mechanism of action of how inhaling something can affect like, for instance, your neurotransmitter balance or your immune function. How does that work? Oh yeah. So, (laughs) so, you know, it's, uh, what, what really you're so different, uh, different senses are connected to different organ systems. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for instance, in Chinese medicine, um, you know, uh, in different body parts, even for, for the most part. So if you're having a lot of joint issues that are more like ligament tendon issues, Mm -hmm. that's actually related more to your liver and gallbladder. If you have a lot of toxicity, if you've had a lot of the emotion of anger, it'll really stiffen up your joints. And so, so that's, so we kind of know that based on, um, you know, based on TCM. Mm-hmm. Um, can you ask me that question one more time? So I was just curious, like the mechanism of action of how smelling something can affect the yes. rest of your body. How does that yeah, work? So anyways, all that being said, so, so the, um, so smell is most linked to a specific area of your brain that's connected to memory. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, and one of the things that's so unique, I, I did, I did an interview recently. I had somebody on my podcast. His name is Dr. Alex Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book called the healing codes and the memory codes mm, and right. a memory code. Do I? Yeah. I said, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's an awesome Christian guy, yeah. good friend of mine here in Nashville. And uh, Dr. Alex goes through that most of our emotions that we have that are negative are triggered by memories we've had in our childhood or sometime growing up. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you, were a, if you were a child in school and you had a teacher say, you're not very smart or you're not very bright or that memory, if you choose, so choose to accept it, actually then uh, is tied to a memory. And you might've had something going on at that time. Maybe there was a smell in the air or it smelled like a school. You know, I remember I think about a school growing up and then you can get in that environment and that can actually put you in more of a state of saying, I'm not smart. I'm not. So all that being said, it's, um, it's in, in what he recommends in his book is doing a memory transplant. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share this. Like I, when I was in school, when I was younger, I did not have the best GPA in high school. Now my graduate degree and doctoral degree, I had a, anyways, much better, a, a high GPA. But mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I had ADHD diagnosis. I had a really hard time focusing. Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher tell me once, Hey, you know, I said, Hey, I want to go and become a doctor. And she laughed at me and she said, with your GPA, you'll never get into school. Oh so no. I I had this, well, anyways, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm healed. I'm <laughs> yeah, I figured. So it's all good. <laughs> sure. So, so anyways, so I, uh, it's so, it is funny now looking back and her name was Mrs. Noble. I remember it. And so, <laughs> but, but I, but I, then for years, for a few years, I thought I'm not very smart. I literally thought this thing in my head and I thought, mm-hmm. well, I can't do this because I'm not smart enough. And then I had a teacher, my freshman year of English. And the other teacher I had was in English. And she said, wow, Josh, you wrote this paper. This is brilliant. You did a really good job, actually best grade in the class. And I remember I literally did a memory transplant there. I said, oh, I am very smart. And literally my GPA, like every, so Mm. all that being said, (laughs) the reason I bring, (laughs) excuse me, the reason I bring up essential oils is they're the most powerful medicine for your brain, for triggering things in your brain, for affecting your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, citrus oils and lavender oil were used in a hospital study at Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and they actually were shown it actually decreased the fear of patients going into surgery. Mm-hmm. It, it uplifted their mood in that way. There's essential oils like cedarwood and vetiver, which were shown in a study to help reduce the symptoms of ADHD, mm-hmm. which is really powerful. Emotions like ylang-ylang help with joyfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, essential oils uh, like 
clove and and rose actually support um, uh, your sort of uh, your passion, you know, mm-hmm. being more passionate. And so essential oils are very, very tied to our, um, you know, to, to, to our memory and mm-hmm. to our brain. And so anyways, and that's the sense of smell is really connected to your brain. But, but, you know, I love essential oils. I wrote a book years ago called essential oils, ancient medicine. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you guys want to check out these books, you can just go on Amazon, easy place to get them and search Dr. Axe ancient remedies or Dr. Axe ancient medicine. And I've written some of these books that, uh, really get into essential oils and how to use them as, uh, as medicine. Gotcha. Okay, great. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to make sure that you leave with our audience? Well, a few other things. One, I think it's important to remember that, uh, health is body, mind, and spirit, even according to today's dictionary. And what I do for health, I do a couple things every morning. I guarantee if you do the same thing, I mean, and when I say this, I've been doing this now for this practice I'm about to share with everybody for probably about 15 years. And, um, and I'm just telling you, it's the, it's one of the, it's, they're, they're the best habits I've ever gotten into. And number one is I do every morning a spiritual triathlon. I called it my spiritual triathlon because I used to be a triathlon year, a triathlete years ago. And, and I started saying, okay, I'm going to do this as my spiritual triathlon. I had a mentor share with this, with this, with me as well. His name was Ben Lerner, but, um, as part of the spiritual triathlon, I wake up every morning and if I have 30 minutes, I will do 10 minutes of praise and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I'll go outside on a prayer walk and I'll say, thank you, God, for, you know, giving your son for me. Thank you, God, for my, you know, brilliant, amazing wife. Thank you for my baby daughter, Arwen, who's nine months old and that mm-hmm. she's crawling and just, you know, the joy of my heart. Thank you for uh, a roof over our head. And I just go through and just say, God, I'm just so grateful. Mm-hmm. And so I start off every morning in that state of gratitude, or I sing a praise and worship song while I go on a walk. So I really start my day like that with that for that's my first, my first part of my spiritual triathlon. Then I'll, if I'm going on a walk or if I'm just inside, I'll go and I'll, I'll read my Bible mm-hmm. and I'll read that for 10 minutes or I'll read a devotional. Mm-hmm. And then what I'll do is then I'll pray or meditate on that scripture. So if I just read, uh, but if I've read first Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. I'll meditate on it and think about, have I been kind to people all week? You know, who do I need to be more kind to? Is there a situation where I wasn't? Do I need to apologize? Do I, how can I act in radical kindness here today? Mm -hmm. And I'll meditate on that. And then I'll have my conversation with God and just saying, God, Hey, I want to be more kind. Holy Spirit, would you just help me be more kind and think about who do I need to be more kind to? Would you show me? Will you open up opportunities for me to be kind and show your loving kindness and represent you well? So I do that every morning. I do a spiritual triathlon, those three things of really that gratitude slash praise, reading, and then prayer slash meditation. And I'll tell you what, it just, it really impacts my day in such a huge way. And I feel Mm -hmm. spiritually healthy because I do that and emotionally and mentally healthy. And the other thing I do right after that is I have a morning superfood smoothie. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this, a, a version of this recipe for 15 years. And I want everybody to think about this. If you, I, I talk about a lot and we, we've covered a lot of health stuff today. And you may not be able to change everything, but listen, even if you just change breakfast, mm-hmm. that's a third of your diet. That is a, that's a giant leap forward. So that's don't true. feel like you have to do everything at once, change everything. And so here's my recipe. I do one cup of a coconut milk or an almond milk. So something like, or water. Okay. But some sort of liquid, I tend to do coconut milk. And then I do one scoop of a collagen protein powder mm-hmm. and I do one uh, cup of a fruit like berries. I tend to do like blueberries or strawberries or raspberries. And, um, and I make that smoothie and sometimes I add in like cinnamon, sometimes I add in a handful of spinach or greens powder, but I make that superfood smoothie and 
I'll tell you, Lauren, I mean, I feel great. I feel energized throughout the entire morning after doing my spiritual triathlon, followed by that smoothie. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, I've got a lot of great recipes in the book. I've got that recipe and a lot of other mm-hmm. amazing healing recipes in the new book, Ancient Remedies. We've got like healthy chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. healthy cheesecake. We also have a healing recipe called ghee, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, called, called kanji. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, which which was used in Asian medicine to heal uh, gut issues and immune issues and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, but I would say that if there's anything I leave everybody with, it's do that spiritual triathlon. Just try it. Absolutely. I guarantee you'll see a breakthrough. Try the smoothie. Mm-hmm. And then also education is so key. That's why I know li- listening to your podcast here, Dr. Lauren, mm-hmm. is so powerful for people. And also you'll continue to learn. Again, uh, check out my new book, Ancient Remedies. In fact, we had Dr. Oz and he rarely writes endorsements. He wrote an endorsement for this book That's because great. he believes so strongly in it. So anyways, I think if people can do some of those things, they will see a big impact in their health. Very cool. So you just listed some places. But where specifically would you send people who just want to know more about you or connect with you? Yeah, sure. So you can check out my Facebook and Instagram page if you just look up Dr. Josh Axe. Also, uh, I, uh, I, I run one of the largest natural health websites in the country. It's called drax.com. You can go to mm-hmm. drax.com or just search on your search engine like Google. Mm-hmm. Just search. Like if, if you want to heal hypothyroidism, I cover up how to do that plus other 70 conditions in my book. But you could also search Dr. Axe hypothyroidism or Dr. Axe probiotics. And I've written articles on all these things. And I also co-founded a supplement company. Uh, with uh, my business partner, Jordan Rubin, and that company is Ancient Nutrition. People can check that out. And if they want the book, it's actually on sale right now on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the biggest sales you'll have on it. And awesome. uh, they can just go to amazon.com and search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies and find the book on there. But those are probably the best, uh, best places to find me. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Dr. Axe, for all your wonderful wisdom and time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.